0: friends just made a podcast. Two good friends just made a podcast. Two friends just
1: made a podcast. It's called Culture Bucket. Two friends just made a podcast. Two good friends just made a podcast. Two friends just made a podcast. Coachella Bucket, Georgia.
2: Hello and welcome back to the greatest podcast in the world, two friends talking about popular culture. It's Culture Bucket, episode 85, uh, the first episode in our two-episode run on Bob's Burgers. We'll be counting down our top five favourite characters this week, along with our usual culture catch-up and tube and homework discussion, etc, etc, etc. I am your host, George, and with me is your other host, whose name is Alex. Hi, Alex.
0: Hi, George. Hi, everyone. How you do today Hi. George
2: uh good broadly good it's It's early in the morning. I had a good night 's sleep. Uh, I had an exceptionally vivid dream uh where I was the main character in the new Halloween movie. <laughs> uh, Michael Myers was chasing me, and he was a giant, and at one point the Hulk turned up <laughs> but he killed the Hulk. Oh. And then I escaped in a little pedal boat. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was good.
0: How did it end? Did you just escape and wake up?
2: So it escaped with me on the, pe- it ended with me on the pedal boat uh, lying down, waiting. And, and, but, but the thing about the, the, it was all happening on this island and the pedal boats just went around the island. So I, I was like, I, I know that by the time the pedal boat comes back round again, he'll just be waiting for me. Uh, and then it ended.
1: Wow.
2: I woke up. It was good. It was good. It was really, 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 really good dream. Nice. Uh, I turned the torch on on my phone as soon as I woke up to make sure that there was no one in my room. <laughs> so that was good.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah. How are you?
0: I'm uh, uh, good. I'm, I didn't sleep well. The opposite of you. I went out last night. I don't know if what I
2: just described is good sleep.
0: Well, you did, you did see sleep. You, you had like a vivid dream in a horror movie, which is one of your favorite places to be. So you know,
2: favorite so things to watch. watch. I don't know if I like <laughs> being. You know.
0: And uh, yeah, and then when I came back, my cat decided the best place to sleep was on my neck. So um, lovely stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cats are fascinating things. It's like there's there's an entire bed you can sleep in but she wanted to sleep on my bed and my neck, so.
2: Protect protect your neck, as the Wu-Tang Clan said. I guess
0: so. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think the neck is one of the most, like, vulnerable points. Yep. And especially when you're, like, on a bus and there's, you know, there's nothing behind you and then, you know, somebody could just, like...
2: That happened once in uh, Canada.
0: Oh, please don't tell me that. On a
2: grey on a greyhound bus, the a man decapitated someone on the back at the back of the bus.
0: Oh my goodness, that's that's Mm. like really scary.
2: Yeah, famous, true, disturbing, true crime story.
0: Oh, Mm. true crime is so big at the moment. Like,
2: well, yeah, that's why I've just told that story because we're pivoting to true crime. Yeah,
0: love true crime. I have to stop myself watching too many true crime things.
2: You made me watch a true crime thing this week.
0: Yeah, I want. I can't wait to talk about it.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. No, no, it's, it's not a bad. <laughs> it's just. Well, I mean, it is bad. Yeah. But it's a good. Seems like a good TV show. Okay. Before we get to any of that discussion of popular culture, exciting, exciting news. You can find us now on TikTok. We are young. <laughs> uh good. <laughs> good it's good people yeah. on tiktok yeah. you can find us at culture bucket podcast and you will see lots of little wonderful clips uh the best clips from the show for example our discussion of the dungeons and dragons movie trailer is on there with a little clip of the trailer for you along with some movie reviews from our letterboxd account or my letterboxd account yeah. and uh yeah boy it's all good it's all good. Go on there. Go and look us up on the TikTok. Also, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. We have the same number of ratings and reviews this week as we did last week. So let's push that up higher uh, and get more ratings and reviews, please. And we'll read them out and say thank you to people if you do. And I will do another scan around the world for ratings and reviews soon as well.
0: But we've um, had more downloads than we ever had. So. Yes. So thank you yes. for listening.
2: Yes. Thank you for listening. But if you are listening, please, can you just let it take a moment to be like, Hey, I'm listening and it's good or it's good, but Hey, it could be better. And then tell us how it could be better. Give us some feedback. That'd be great. And uh, tell us what you've been watching and listening to, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, all the social media links, uh, along with the link to TikTok will be in the show notes this week. Um, so, yeah, that's really exciting. But please do rate and review us and let us know if, you, if you're listening. And if
0: talk to attention. us. We would like to hear talk, your voices. When are you listening?
2: Yeah, or see, or see your words. I was fine. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs>
0: see your words.
2: Oh, We'd love God. to see your words.
0: I would like, we would love to see your words. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Read yeah, yeah, your yeah.
0: transcripts.
2: Yes, I'd love to read some transcripts from you, the listeners. Uh, thank you so much. Moving on, culture catch-up time. Yeah. Yay!
0: This is culture catch up
1: time. This is where we talk about what we've watched, what we've read, what we've
0: listened to, and probably some other stuff.
2: Alex, what have you been doing uh, this fine week on your own? <laughs>
0: On my own. Uh so I uh watched a couple of series. Uh a Netflix series. Well, one of them was a BBC series, but now it's on Netflix. But the first one is a Netflix series called Heartstopper. Have you heard? Oh, ah, I've seen
2: I've watched the first episode.
0: Ah, good. And
2: I thought this is really good. Alex would really like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, I watched it because I watched the trailer and I was like, "This is definitely up my street." And there's a lot of, you know, stuff that can be included in this series. Let's check it out. And it's about uh this um, it's set in a school, uh which is called uh it's a it's an all boys uh so it's set in two different schools there's an all boys grammar school and then there's an all girls grammar school but the main action happens in the all boys grammar school and um uh, these uh charlie uh is in this group of like uh friends that are like outcasts in a way and uh, he's openly gay and so she's had quite a few issues in school because of that. Uh, his best friend uh, Elle is uh, is transgender so she had to move to the all-girls school. And uh, his friend Tao uh, is kind of like not uh, cool enough to be with the cool kids and then there's another guy that always reads and I can't remember, but it's a group of four, but one guy never speaks and he's in none of the the promotional work. So I can't even remember his name. Good. And uh, they're kind of like outsiders and then... Uh, in this new year uh, charlie uh, in his new in his form group uh, is sitting next to uh, nick nelson who is totally different from his group of friends because he's a rugby boy he's a, a hetero, super heterosexual and and he's not really he doesn't really know how he's going to be but they form an unlikely friendship because usually these two kind of groups don't um, kind of get along or never connect. And uh, this mm-hmm. uh, friendship uh, blossoms into maybe something more than a friendship. And uh, it's about their story. Nick and Charlie's story mm-hmm. um, is adapted from a, a graphic webcomic novel by Alice Oseman. And uh I quite liked it. It's, it's a quite sweet story. It's not necessarily like realistic because like the characters, some characters, like the main characters have this emotional maturity that maybe 15 and 16 year olds wouldn't have. But it kind of helps to kind of like, like the story a little bit more that maybe not everybody is an asshole in the school. Of course, there are the assholes, but maybe you can have some mature emotionally mature people. Um the representation is great in it. Uh the the transgender character is also transgender, is a transgender actor, so it kind of like
2: Yes, and they've been cast in the new season of Doctor Exactly.
0: Who, and like Charlie uh who is played by uh, Joe Locke, he's also openly gay. So it's kind of like also casting people that are, you know, have felt maybe the way that these characters are felt. They're also very young actors. So maybe the acting is not great at the beginning, but then it kind of like they get, they get used to each other. And towards the end of the series is actually nice. So I think they evolve with the series. Because they're all, like, 19, I think, the actors. They really wanted to get young actors to do this, um, uh, this uh, show. And I think it shows. And I think it shows a kind of nice, lovely sensibility about it. And uh, awkwardness between teenagers. And I, I don't know. I, I quite enjoy it. Enjoyed it, actually. And Olivia Coleman is in it as uh, Nick Nelson's mother. Mm-hmm. And having Olivia Coleman is always great. Absolutely. And, yeah, I quite, I quite, I quite liked it. It's quite young, and maybe I'm too a little bit too old for these things. I think I think it'd be quite good for teenagers to watch this and to kind of appreciate. Um, yeah. And feel I've, included I've, in. And rep- represented in a TV series.
2: Yeah, that isn't. I mean, what I'd heard about what I'd heard about it as being one of the positives, and what came through in the episode I watched was that it allows these characters these lgbtq plus characters to um celebrate themselves yeah. and not be constantly the victims yeah. of hate crimes yeah. like you get uh when when they decide to do representation in some other shows yeah. it's great but often the gay character or the transgender character will have to suffer bullying mm. or you know actual full-on well bullying is a hate crime yeah. really but like full-on serious hate crimes yeah. and heartstopper seems to be more Focused on celebrating just yeah. the, the the that lifestyle and being those people and that seems like a really good thing and I've seen lots of young people reading the graphic novel, mm. which I think is really good yeah. and you know uh, it, schools have it in their libraries and things That's and it's good, it's great. Well, it's good. Mm. The, the only the only downside is that Stephen Fry's in it, but that' it's good stuff. Stephen Fry, yeah, he's the voice of the headmaster on the uh, intercom. Ah, oh, is he? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with Stephen Fry? Uh, it's fine okay. I'm just me
0: okay I didn't even realize it was him but...
2: have you seen any of the graphic novel
0: uh, I looked at some pictures and they, they the casting is pretty good actually yeah and I, are... I
2: really like the the art style in the graphic yeah. novel is really yeah um, inspired by manga I think yeah no, it's really good but it looks really nice yeah, yeah. cool
0: no, it's, a, it's a it's a good uh, good series and mm. then I watched this uh, BBC and now on Netflix uh, uh English slash Japanese series called uh, Giriyaji. Okay. Uh, and it, it translates duty and shame. So there, there's a murder that happens in in London, and that sparks uh, some like ripple effects in Tokyo, where there is at the moment peace between the yakuza families. And this Mm -hmm. murder in London, which seems just like a normal murder because of the particular murder weapon that was used, it then starts chaos in Tokyo. And so this detective um, who thinks that his brother, who was part of the Yakuza, has died, finds out that maybe he's still alive in London. And so he goes to investigate, but he has to investigate in, um, uh, not officially because he can't. And uh, here he meets Sarah, who's a police officer, uh, and uh, together they kind of spark this kind of uh, friendship and uh, then a lot of other stuff happens. It's a very confusing series and like it was incredible at the beginning I thought it was amazing how like they they managed to connect different things between London and Tokyo and how like the Yakuza worked it shows the different you know the difference between the kind of the values that <laughs> the Yakuza has uh, against mm-hmm. the, the values that an English gangster has And uh, how the English gangsters want to be like the Yakuza, but they don't have the same values. And it's an interesting story because there's a lot of intertwining things between uh, these things and why is the brother dead and uh, what is going on with this detective. And it's really interesting until the last two episodes. So I was gripped. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then the last two episodes, everything that, a character so all the characters do something wrong so everything goes Mm. to shits total shits yeah and and i couldn't handle it anymore (laughs) i was just (laughs) like i can't i can't i can't handle this every single character in london did something wrong that was totally stupid and totally unbelievable and and then after that the last episode was just like everything's gone to shit. Only one character uh managed it managed to get out in a positive way, and mm-hmm. it was finished very confusing and i can I can understand if like one character does something wrong, but every single character did something wrong, and it was just so unbelievably stupid that i just I was just like a really good series about you know yakuza and families and war and the fact that the police is involved in the yakuza to keep the peace and so there's always negotiations mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um uh, tactics to start a war they start in london and then because it, because somebody got killed in london the war starts again it was very mm-hmm. fascinating but then mm-hmm. by the last the last two episodes just got stupid but it's got really good reviews and I just don't understand how people didn't think that the last, especially the penultimate episode was so bad. So uh, I would recommend to watch it if you're interested in like Yakuza and stuff. And if you're, it, it kind of, it, there's some moments of like kind of, they look like a graphic novel and it's quite interesting. But I don't know, I would like to, I don't know how you can end a series so badly, especially it's only eight episodes. They could have done, it could have been a series of four episodes, finished much quicker without all the crap in the middle.
2: Yeah, that's true for a lot of things. Yeah,
0: it was just kind of crazy. I think they just milked it to be eight episodes. And so by the end, they didn't know what to do. And they just decided that every single character was going to do a stupid thing.
2: I mean, the reason I remember, like you said, it got lots of good reviews and it does have like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, but... This is the description. This is what made me not watch it, uh, was The Guardian's review. The Guardian gave it three stars mm-hmm. back it back when it came out. And they wrote, Gary Hadji Review, Kelly MacDonald crime show is all killer and no thriller. From mob murders to snakes and letterboxes, this journey through the underbellies of London and Tokyo should be a smash. How have the BBC and Netflix managed to make it such a bore?
0: Yeah. Well, the beginning is good. Let's say yeah. the first... Four episodes are incredible. Then two Ooh. of them are like, okay. And then the last were just stupid. <laughs> uh, then, talking about c- true crimes, I watch this true crime documentary, a four-part uh, Netflix documentary called I Just Killed My Father, My Dad.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, Yes.
0: Yeah. And it's about uh, this uh, kid called Anthony Templet, who uh, one night rings the police and says, I've just killed my father. He never denies killing him, but he never felt like he did anything bad. Right. Yeah, so he never seemed remorseful. He never seemed, mm. and he never felt like he was a murderer. So he killed his father, but he wasn't guilty. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, it, it it's a really, I really... It's kind of a really sad documentary because you see this kid and he, from the beginning, I didn't feel, I felt for him from the beginning because has, he was so, int- like you can see videos of him in the documentary and he was so um not, uh, he didn't have any feelings he was so blank with what he did and he was so like there was no tears no feelings even when he was talking he was just very kind of like he wasn't he he just did something because he had to do it like I wake up in the morning and I check my phone it was that kind of transaction his him killing his dead father yeah mm. and uh and then, but then it explores what kind of person his father was and uh, mm. what kind of uh, life he lived and uh, the, the way that this kid had been abandoned from, and t- from everything, really, um, and how he was alone. And his last kind of resort was to kill his father. And uh, it, sh- it just shows how incredibly ununited America is uh, because this kid lived with his mother in one state and his father managed to get him from another state because the two states right. didn't talk to each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so
0: it's like, how can you be a country when you have a, a father that has been abusive to some to his mother and then uh, this and, and he has uh, and the mother got a restraining order against uh, the father and then by in another state he can go, well, no, I can take my son. And so he basically took his son away from his mother and kept mm. him for years And he was basically in captivity with people watching, like even his stepmother was watching. Like, it's crazy how people get into these situations. and And for the longest time, he went to prison as well. And people wouldn't really understand why this kid was so unemotional and was so cold. And it's like, you can see why. You can see his father was that way. You can see how manipulative his father was. Yeah. Uh, it's a really interesting documentary on how childhood trauma can take you and constant abuse can take you to do things that that you know like killing your father and uh not feeling any anything for it that's the only thing that he could have done. It's an interesting documentary is uh, is good to watch cuz it just it just shows the fact that america is so messed up it's really messed up yeah it is when it comes to these kind of things you know and also like having guns in your house and uh having you know for me that's just insane but um it just um how the law is also messed up because every state has got its own laws but how how you gonna mm-hmm. how can how are you gonna safeguard children especially when it comes to uh, abusive parents who the only thing they want to do is take the child away from their mother uh, or, yeah. their, or their child away from their father and you're not safeguarding the children. You're just,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, it, it's, it, and uh, while I was watching it, I was thinking there's so many Americans that just want to, they're like, they go, they say that abortion is murder and all these things. And, you know, they're against abortion because you need to safeguard the child that is in your belly or, or the safeguard safeguard the child that is unborn yet but you're not safeguarding the children that are born and are, are getting to the point where the only solution to get away from their father is to murder them <laughs> it doesn't make any sense does it
2: no no, It sounds interesting. Uh, sounds like an interesting documentary.
0: I, fo- I thought it was really interesting because it, it just shows the failure of the police, it shows the failure of social services, it shows the failure of the state, and who pays for it? This kid. Because even if w- though the police was called many, many times to his house, they never did anything. Crazy, eh? <laughs> and so um it was uh it it, it's it's it's, maybe it's a hard documentary to watch true crime documentary to watch but i also find it really i found it really interesting yeah and uh and also something to think about when when you when you think of uh, you know women not having the right to choose if to keep a baby or not but you know not safeguarding the baby after it's born. I think that's like I think that's a bigger picture that we need to think about rather than abortion. Never mind. Uh yes, so uh I've uh, just killed my dad. Uh what? Uh, yeah. Johnny.
2: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really awkward now. Next year. Next
0: year when you come over, Johnny is not going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> uh yes, uh, and then uh, last thing I'm gonna talk about uh Rina Sawayama has released her second uh, album, uh mm. called um,
2: hold the hold girl,
0: the girl, right? uh I I I I liked her first album but I think I like this album more uh it's uh really diverse there's a lot of different genres of music she goes a little bit everywhere with even in songs she changes genres there are nice ballads there's also the single this hell that the more i listen to it the more i find it incredible it's so much fun uh she talks about uh caring more about herself and uh being trying to uh be uh you know talking about trauma uh as as a you know asian woman in london talks about the relationship with her mother in a uh, sometimes serious and sometimes fun way i i thought it was mm. it's a really good and interesting album and um she takes you know, she takes a lot of um, influences from other artists, but then makes them her own. And I think she's a really interesting t- artist to follow. And I was reading a pitchfork. I hate pitchfork. I was reading a um, a review from <laughs> our friends from Pitchfork. And I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the <laughs> the, I'm going to read you what the reviewer said. And I thought it was so pretentious and offensive what she wrote. Uh, because I'm like I feel like it's kind of what the reviewer wrote is out of jealousy more than anything. But as, well, uh, I, but let me, the last bit like a classic overachiever, Sawayama wants to do so much, and this is in uh you know is underlined so much in her music. Right. The Cambridge graduate wants to speak to the political climate and flaunt her keen study of pop history. She wants to assert, uh, assu- assa- assuage
2: assuage assuage
0: she wants to assuage the pain of others but also be carefree and fun she wants to honour her own queer Asian first generation British identity yet keep things relatable to a universal audience what's left in
2: oh no what a crime yeah
0: was left in an album with an excess of initiative, but not enough follow-through. A record that takes on so much, it risks it risks burning out. In the end, the little girl at the center of the album gets swallowed by her own vision.
2: Wow, that's quite harsh.
0: I said terror like I'm like, what? And I was reading this review, and like <laughs> Everything that I find positive about this album, the fact that it's varied, it's fun, but also it's got like a serious kind of um uh, undertone to it because you know she talks about um you know one of the songs she wrote after like a moment in therapy, so she admits that she like you know she has mental health issues. Um, she talks about the relationship with their mother, which is kind of sometimes is kind of hard, and this reviewer just ripped everything that i liked about this album and then these are her last words i just like no you are just against her i feel i don't know i don't know what those words seem to you uh
2: pretty harsh it also the it, it, the little tagline opens with saying that the album is ambitious in the same way as putting on all the clothes in your closet which is again Quite
0: harsh. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I tend to notice that um, Pitchfork is really, really unfair and harsh on British artists quite mm. often, in my opinion. Yeah. particularly British guitar bands. Um, Arctic Monkeys have never yeah. had a decent review from them, and Arctic Monkeys is the best one of the best bands in the world. So go and shove it up your cake. But hole, it's just Pitchfork. like this
0: interview is so unnecessary because I feel like it goes to her personal, how like mm. Cambridge graduate. Little girls, like no, you, we need to review her music. We don't need to review uh, Rina Sawayama. If you want to review Rina Sawayama, write for the Daily Mail, okay? And that really mm-hmm. pisses mm-hmm. me off. So I really like this album. I think it should be listened to. I think she's really, she's got really interesting sound. Her voice is amazing. Uh, I like how she evokes other female artists in her work, and uh, and I think she's really a great human
2: yeah well i think that uh this hell is a top tier yeah pop, pop yeah. song so yeah yeah uh, we will at some point listen to the album
0: cool and that's it for my culture catch up this week
2: what a great crop what a crop what a
0: crop of shit and it was a crock of shit what <laughs> what what a crock of shit <sighs> <laughs> <Goodness>. <laughs> Uh, How about you? (laughs) Tell me about your (laughs) weekly course. Thank you.
2: I will. I've got four things to talk about today. So I'll start by talking about the latest release from a little studio you might have heard of. Marvel Studios. Ah. Did a special presentation this week.
0: Did it?
2: Uh, uh, Where's it gone? Hang on. Apologies. Yes. So in honour of the season, the spookiest time of the year, uh, which, of course, is Christmas.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) Uh, In honour of Christmas. um, Marvel Studios has produced uh, something that they are calling a Marvel Studios special presentation. Uh, this is the first ever Marvel Studio special presentation. It effectively means a TV special, a fifty-five minute long, um, single episode TV special type thing. I think the second Marvel Studio special presentation is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, okay. uh, which is coming out at at, at Christmas time, also in honor of Christmas, of course. Uh, but this one is called Werewolf by Night. Oh. Uh, directed by uh, famed Academy Award-winning composer Michael Giacchino, who has um composed the soundtracks for quite a few Marvel movies, some of the Spider-Man movies and stuff. Very, very good composer. Um, has has stepped behind the camera for the first time to direct this. Uh it. uh Wealth by Night is a famous-ish Marvel comics character in like the monsters world of Marvel, okay. which the the M C U hasn't really looked at before. Um, this one stars Gail Garcia Burnell. Oh, lovely! Mm, as Jack, uh, a man who attends a funeral for the famed monster hunter Ulysses Bloodstone, who has uh, died and um. His widow has invited several of the world's top monster hunters to uh, their estate to compete in a monster hunting competition wherein the winner will receive uh, Ulysses Bloodstone's Bloodstone, a magical artefact which uh, can grant the user particularly great monster-killing abilities. Mm -hmm. Um, Just as the night is about to kick off, Elsa Bloodstone... Ulysses Bloodstone's uh, rebellious daughter has returns to the estate after over 20 years away uh, to throw her hat in the ring to uh, also acquire the Bloodstone. Um, And Gail Garcia Bernal's Jack is also among them. Um, The whole thing, so it's 55 minutes long, it is filmed almost entirely in black and white uh it has film grain effects put over it etc cetera, etc cetera, to make it appear like a classic universal monsters monster movie um which is pretty cool and right up my alley um it also allows this to be by far the goriest thing marvel have done still not very gory in the grand scheme of gore gore that you can have on screen but like for marvel studios this is quite out there so the black and white filter allows you know a lot of that, a lot of those splashes of red to be uh, splashes of grey, which I think allows for a lower, less obscure rating. But there are swords being buried in faces Ooh. and decapitations and all sorts Lovely. of things going on in this. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that's the setup, and then the monster hunter is set off to hunt the monster. Um. I'll. It's hard to talk about it in any more detail without spoiling things. So maybe skip a few minutes ahead if you don't want to have some light spoilers. Um, because this is this is pretty exciting. It's the first introduction into the MCU of any sort of
0: supernatural
2: well? monster stuff. No, because you won't really understand what I'm talking about <laughs> what I want to talk about. I just want to talk about a character that's in it that isn't <laughs> You uh,
0: <wouldn't> really understand.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it won't spoil your enjoyment of the thing. Okay. The monster that's being hunted in the Monster Hunter Party is uh the man thing. So this turns out to be see, there you go. That look <laughs> I don't know face. who
0: the mana thing is. Is it uh,
2: not the Italian the man? The man thing No. The man thing is Marvel's equivalent-ish, I guess, to like swamp thing or something. It's like a big hulking green plant monster, looks kind of like Cafoolerish okay. type thing, all tentacles but tentacle vines rather than tentacles, really. Uh and can famously anyone who feels fair, he can burn them to death with a touch Uh, that's the man thing's power and um pretty incredible pretty looks amazing in this um really well designed really well brought to life is really really great so we have a bit of him in there and when the werewolf finally turns up because of course it's called wealth by night so you know there's going to be a wealth involved uh the transformation is done mostly off camera but they use shadow to a fantastic effect to make it work and uh, then the werewolf itself looks more like a universal monsters werewolf like a human actor with um fur and makeup applied to his mm-hmm. face and teeth applied but his face doesn't elongate out You can still quite clearly tell who the actor is and stuff which i think really really works okay. um and yeah it's quite it's a bit slower paced than a lot of marvel mm-hmm. stuff um it might turn off some younger viewers uh which is maybe by design but when the Werewolf finally does arrive, uh, the action is really well shot and really well directed, and the whole thing is like a really fun, spooky 50 minutes, and I'd highly recommend it to anyone. I really, really loved it, but it was fantastic. Um, so people should definitely go and check out Werewolf by Night. And I hope this means that we get more spooky supernatural goings on in the Marvel Universe going forwards, because it's um absolutely in my, you know, mm. in my wheelhouse of things that I enjoy. So, yeah. You're gonna check out Werewolf by now? Yeah, North? I think so. Good, because it's good. Um, also, going on in Marvel, uh, She-Hulk is almost wrapped up as we're recording. There's one more episode to oh. go, but episode, uh, episode eight, I think it was this week. Have Are you Have you watched No, of She-Hulk? I haven't. Oh. Sorry. Sh- it's very very. I'm going very to. Good. And, uh, yeah, good. It's been it's been good. It's been it's gone from like good to pretty great throughout the season. But the most recent episode is uh, top tier television. Was was absolutely fantastic. So um, please please uh, go and watch it. It's So good. Uh, up next, I watched a film that we watched a trailer of together a few weeks ago. Catherine called Birdie.
0: <gasps> is it out?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's out. It's out on Prime Video. It came out on Friday. Ooh. Yeah, directed by Lena Dunham, uh, set in medieval England. It follows the adventures of uh, Catherine, called Birdie. Birdie, played by Bella Ramsey, who has stolen our hearts in Game of Thrones in the past, is just... tears mm-hmm. apart the screen in this movie and is soon to um appear as Ellie in The Last of Us ah, adaptation, yeah. which I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am. Uh, her mum and dad are played by Billy P- Piper as Lady Aislinn, uh, her mother, and Andrew Scott, who you may know as the hot priest from Fleabag or um, Moriarty from Sherlock, plays her father. Yeah, Lord Rollo. He's very good in this. He plays the whole thing with this really disaffected air. (laughs) He's very unpleasant to his daughter. Um, In a it it, it, it veers from unpleasant to his daughter in a very, like... um, he mocks her. He pretends that he's seen her down the tavern the previous night, getting drunk and things, which is quite good. But then it kind of there's there's some physical punishment uh, given to her at points due to her poor behaviour. Mm. Uh, in line, I suppose, with the times it is set in, um, but he's quite a likable layabout idiot. Mm lord and andrew scott plays it really well uh billy Piper's is very very likable as the mum as well she's she's i I think billy, it's great that billy Piper's is showing up in more stuff yeah. nowadays uh lazy Sharp plays moana uh, moena sorry catherine's nursemaid and there's a whole host of other characters in there uh paul k pops up as um, a very good kind of disgusting old lord that's looking for catherine's hand in marriage um and yeah i so it's it it kind of basically follows that Lord Rollo realizes that his estate is bare, the coffers are running dry, uh they are on the verge of being poor, and the only real asset he has is his <laughs> daughter's hand in marriage. Oh. But of course his his daughter being uh Birdie is not particularly keen yeah. on uh, on the idea. So the film largely follows uh follows through as she um does her best to repel all and any suitors, including <laughs> A thankfully small, uh, single scene appearance from Russell Brand um, as one of them.
0: What a hater you are! Uh
2: no, you <laughs> look. I'll send you some. I'll send you some videos of his recent YouTube work. Um, he got banned off YouTube for spreading COVID misinformation oh, recently. Did he? So I will happily be a hater. Oh, of that okay, I didn't
0: know that.
2: Yeah, he's a he's a goon, and I used to be a fan of his. I used to really enjoy his Radio Two show, but you no. Know. Um.
0: I take it back. You're not a hater. He's one you're of these people
2: now. He's one of these people now that always bangs on about the mainstream media and we we can all have our issues with the mainstream media but I don't I don't want to be in the same room as or have a conversation with anyone who who is desperate to talk about the mainstream media all the mm-hmm. time. Calm down. Um so yeah, so uh it's really like it's good. Lena Dunham is obviously you know she's a talented uh, screenwriter, uh, talented director. She has her detractors. Um, she got oh, I won't even go into it, but she 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 seems intent on continuously getting into trouble on social media. Why but as like a creator? Can
0: you tell
2: me one thing? Oh, she, she did this. I didn't. I don't know how recent this is, but it was the thing that popped up when I was was searching her yesterday. She tweeted something that was like, um, she tweeted unironically something like when i die please have my i want my coffin to be included in the new York ah, yeah. pride parade Yeah, I saw that. with a thing saying she wasn't for everyone but she was for us and lots of you know people in that scene came out being like why are you a straight white woman claiming i, I don't know people she says them she says mad things and gets in trouble and that's that's what it is um and yeah, I'm sure she's a very good screenwriter and uh, director. But this movie works at all because of the power of Bella Ramsey. Like this is an actress who is nineteen years old, and it like holds her own against people like Andrew Scott and Billy Piper mm-hmm. and, and various other people. Paul Kay, um, she's she's she is magnificent in it, and she's really good. She narrates the movie. The con- the conceit of the film is that she's writing down her experiences in a diary. Uh, In an attempt to make her more learned and Mm -hmm. less um, rebellious, so uh, this forms the narration of the film, which is read out by her, and it's all her line line delivery is great. She's funny, she's witty, she's just great, and it bodes well for the Last of Us that um, a talent like this is 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 kind of on board for it. So yeah, Catherine called Birdie. Big recommendation. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I imagine you'll be watching it, and we can talk about it in detail. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Oh, and it's got it's got like it's one of those it's got like pop songs, uh, re-recorded in a more folky wow. style that play over various scenes. It's just got a really nice a- atmosphere and attitude to it, and yeah, enjoyable. Um, I also this week caught up on something I've wanted to watch for a while. It's a little bit old, aired between two thousand fourteen two thousand seventeen. TV show called Tim and Eric's Bedtime Stories. Uh, are you familiar with Tim and Eric at all?
1: No,
2: so, never heard of it. So this is Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheim, who are very famous um com- like alternative comedians in America, uh, mm. famous in a in a with a certain crowd. Um, they started off doing Tim and Eric's. I think it was called Tim and Eric's Awesome Show, Good Job years ago, which was a straight comedy, and they've mm. done movies and they've done various things, and yeah, they've done a lot over the years to have tim and eric this is their horror comedy tv series where each it's similar to black mirror in the in the idea that each episode is a, is a separate story entirely often with completely different casts um but always written by tim and eric or, mm. you know involved they that they're involved creatively they often star in the episodes but they don't always star in them the episodes are mostly just 10 minutes long with a handful being 22 minutes okay um nice and short and they all sort of they're all funny, but the best ones manage to play on a really specific fear uh mm. and create a very kind of unsettling surreal world. Often it's the fear of um bad masculine energy oh, okay. and how that can lead to conscription in terms of like people's lives being suddenly completely changed and being dragged into a world that they weren't expecting to be and dominated Mm. by an energy that they they feel uncomfortable with. Um, For example, the first episode is called Hole and um, it's about uh, a man called Murph who's moved next door, moved into a new cul-de-sac. He's played by uh, Eric Wareheim and he's immediately welcomed by his new neighbour, Brenner, who's played by Tim Heidecker. And Brenner invites... Um, Murph over for well immediately he's like I'm Dennis Murphy and Brennan's like I'm gonna call you Murph and he's like no no Dennis he's like yeah that's okay Murph <laughs> and it's that kind of you know when somebody's just like yeah I've got yeah. a nickname for you and I'm just gonna call you that nickname. and then he's like
1: yeah.
2: well me and the boys are having you know wife's out of town so me and the boys are gonna have a, a night together we're gonna watch the match uh come over bring a dip bring a salad bring something to eat bring some stuff and it'll be great and he's like well, I've got. I'm going to spend some time with my wife and kids tonight because we've just moved in. But maybe next time, and he's like, "Yeah, okay. Well, I'll see you at eight then." And he's like, "No, no, I'm not going oh. to come." And he's like, "No, I'll I'll see you at eight. And he doesn't go. And then all of a yeah. sudden, he's um, he, he Somebody leaves a rotting turkey on his doorstep, and it gets covered in bees. <laughs> somebody he gets his flowers set on fire. His okay. trees are cut <laughs> down. Brenner's yeah. just destroying Murph's life. So then Murph bursts like, "Right, I'll come." I'll I'll hang out with you and the guys. Uh, and he's like, cool, see you at eight. And then it'll all stop. I'm king of the sack. Call me king of the sack. Like king of the cordy sack. And then um, <laughs> oh, Murph goes over to his house hmm. brings a brings a snack. And then it's just full of these guys who are all this same kind of like bro-y guy. And there's mm. not even a TV in the room. And he's like, I thought we were gonna watch the match. Anyway, it's just a weird, strange disturbing world you kind of laugh at it but you also feel unsettled by it and um yeah i really enjoyed it it's on all four in the uk because it's an adult swim show and all four hosts all of that stuff um but you can catch it on various other streaming services i think around the world and it's really really good i'd recommend so not all of them are brilliant so i'm going to list some episodes that if people are interested they should search out Mm. uh whole episode i've just described is very good toes is very very good um bob odenkirk stars in that as a oh,
1: okay. uh,
2: doctor who's nice. uh well does something to do with toes i'll leave it at that um <laughs> angel boy is very very good a man becomes obsessed with uh a teenage boy's singing um but the teenage boy's singing is just sort of him going <laughs> it's very funny um roommates is very good that's a 20 minute uh following tim and eric playing two absolutely awful people who move in together in los angeles uh very good stuff baby is a very good one john c riley stars in that as a um mm. a man who uh decides to do a self-help course that turns out to be uh very um creepy and weird it's good stuff uh sauce boy is a good 20 minuter um about a man who is struggling to overcome an addiction to eating uh dirty diapers what?
1: <laughs> that weird. yeah uh
2: tornado is a very very good episode i won't even describe what happens in tornado because it would make the episode explicit but it's a good episode of television um but because...
0: you really like weird stuff yeah, yeah i do George?
2: i do i really strange. do strange um the Duke is very good. Guest stars Ray Wise, who played um, Leland Palmer in Twin Peaks, as um, a man who is a, an expert at playing scratch cards in casinos. It, it, it posits a world in which instead of playing blackjack in casinos, you get scratch cards and just do scratch cards. Very good. Um, and, uh, yeah, those are the kind of my favourites, so I'd recommend people check them out. It's very, very good. Tim and Eric's Bedtime Stories. Uh, and last thing I want to talk about is the TV show of the summer, It took over the world, or it took over America throughout the summer as it aired and uh, came out of nowhere to be one of the biggest hits of the year. It's finally been put, the entire thing's been placed on Disney Plus in the UK and in other regions as well, I believe, and it's called The Bear. Have you heard of The Bear?
0: No, not at all. Oh, right, okay. (laughs) Okay.
2: So The Bear uh, is a comedy drama uh, created by Christopher Storer uh, from this year and it stars Jeremy Allen White as um, Carmen Bazato, who's an award-winning New York City chef who returns to his hometown of Chicago to run his brother's failing restaurant as his brother has passed away and more details as to why that happened and what that incurred come as you watch the season. <clears throat> Once he arrives at the sandwich shop to help run it, uh, that's what the restaurant is, it's like a beef sandwich shop which is like a famous mm. thing in Chicago. It... um. Very quickly transpires that his brother ran the restaurant very, very badly and in very, very odd ways that he struggles to understand. The staff hate him and mm. um, it basically follows him as, he's, as follows him and the staff of the restaurant as he attempts to turn it into a business that can work while being sabotaged by the staff chief among them. Um, Richie, played by Eben Moss Bachrach, uh, who was mm. Michael's old friend, and manages the restaurant. Uh, in direct opposition, often to the owner chef played you know, in um. It sounds like it. It sounds like the recipe for something that could be a good TV show. Um. Mm.
0: Absolutely, but, like just you talking about it. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah. It's really cool.
2: But unexpected, like it, It's. It's not just a good TV show. I'm three episodes in, and it might be a perfect TV show it's got what might be the best licensed soundtrack ever um the first episode alone features this do you know the song new noise by refused uh
0: maybe if you make me listen to. yeah let me play you a little
2: bit of that song and see if you recognize it it's got this guitar line that just oh
0: I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, it's great. Like so, the episode yeah.
2: one opens with, and I haven't listened to that song in years, and I was like, "Oh God, I know this." What's this? So it opens with that song being played as they're preparing for the day, and it just that sets the tone perfectly immediately because it is just so fast paced. Like the the great movie came out last year called Boiling Point set in a London a restaurant in England oh, yeah. starring Stephen Graham, and this isn't shot in one take like the like Boiling Point was, but it evokes the same sense of. Just manic urgency. It makes working in a in a kitchen look like the most stressful and intense experience anyone could have, which supposedly is 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 what it's like. So um, Mm -hmm. and that song just sets the tone perfectly for just this absolute manic energy and chaos that it brings. I like I was watching episode two, and all the episodes are about half an hour long, and I was watching the second episode last night, and it just. I could, you know when you can tell an episode is wrapping up and about to end and i was like hang on i only just started watching it a moment ago and i checked my watch and it's half an hour had passed and oh, i didn't yeah. even notice because it just grabs you pulls mm-hmm. you in and drags you along for the for the full length of the episode and then like I've not been able to binge it because it's so stressful and so intense that it kind of, like, you watch an episode and you're like, right, I need to go and take a breath for a minute and go and do something else for a while and then I'll come back and watch some more in a bit. Um, that first episode, yeah, it features that song by Refused. It features a Wilco song um, oh. placed in a perfect moment. It's got a Pearl Jam song playing over the credits. It's got a few other moments. I watched episode three this morning and um, it's just, abs- it's, it's, it's a great, very good episode, obviously. It's got this brilliant... It starts to, like, as the episodes go along, you start to understand the other characters more. Currently, my favourite character is um, Sydney, played by Ayo Edabiri, who is a talented but an experienced chef, it says on Wikipedia, which is a good uh, description, who joins as the new sous-chef under Kami. So she's kind of the outsider that he's brought in, and she's quite young, and episode three is all about her, him trying to place her as, like, running the kitchen and the way the other staff kind of don't have respect for her. And she's struggling to deal with that throughout the day. And the episode ends with the these two characters, Carmi and Sydney, talking to each other. And they're each bearing their souls to each other a little bit. And she in particular is really talking him through, like, what's made her day difficult and it's just because you've seen her go through the journey and you felt it. Like, I was almost in tears watching this bit, and it goes and it goes and it goes, and then it gets more and more intense and stressful, and then one of them tells a joke, and it's the perfect joke at the perfect moment, (laughs) and it undercuts everything that's happened, and it kind of seals those two as partners, it feels like, in that moment, and then an REM stunk song starts playing as the episode moves on. It's just it's just, it's all tuned, it's like it's it's a perfectly tuned engine, it's all been tuned to perfection, it just works, like the first three episodes have completely hooked me and drawn me in, and I can't wait to watch more of it, so a big, big, strong recommendation for The Bear, uh, it's it's on FX in America, and you can find it on, on Star, on Disney Plus, in um I think most other regions, and I'd recommend everyone everyone watch it, it's very good um Jeremy Allen White as the lead is really really good apparently he's spent 11 seasons playing a character on shameless the american remake of shameless mm. so i've never really i never watched that so i've never seen him in anything before but he is phenomenal in uh, in this role and um all the actors are and you can see as it's going along that it, you're starting to learn more about the other some of the other people that seem initially just like horrible awful people uh, mm. that their humanity starts to seep in and you as you learn more about them and it's just um it's great it's very very good I would recommend it highly. yeah,
0: sounds good. Um, I might watch it?
2: You definitely should watch it 100 percent. everyone should. So yeah that's my that's my culture catch up for this week. Nice. Thank I you. Like do you want to do a little bit of my tube?
0: Yeah, definitely. My tube My tube
2: I've got I've oh, got no. two big things to show you this week
0: big how yeah, big yeah
2: like one of them is very big
0: okay uh,
2: what's wrong what
1: nothing uh,
2: uh yeah what no I'm not I'm not happy about it what you'll see
0: oh so you're showing me something that you're not happy about
2: well we'll see
0: Oh, you're so disappointed, <laughs> even from the start. So George has sent me a trailer for, oh, the Super Mario Brothers movie official teaser trailer. Also, oh, so they made a Super Mario movie. Yes. Okay.
2: So this is this is being made by a, a Nintendo in collaboration with Illumination Entertainment, who make the Despicable Me movies okay. and the Sing movies, if you've seen those.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um it's been in production for a while. We've known it's been coming for a while. People have been very eager to see anything of it. Uh because obviously, you know, Mario is a beloved iconic character all around the world. Hmm. Um can you Yeah. So what? Well, no, it's fine. Can you? Um
0: think of the last time there was a Mario movie.
2: Well, that was very bad.
0: Yeah, that was terrible. Very bad
2: movie. That was so bad that Nintendo haven't really allowed anyone to adapt any of their stuff into film or TV to any significant degree since. Um, but finally, they've 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 kind of decided that this was the correct collaboration, illumination, entertainment with the people that were going to make the okay. movie. Now, the voice cast, before it's a trailer, the voice cast, you've got um, playing Toad. You know Toad?
0: Yeah.
2: Keegan-Michael Key from Key & Peele. Okay. Yeah. Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen.
0: Okay. Well, I could, uh, yeah, I yeah. think that's, okay.
2: Um, Luigi. hmm Charlie Day. He's from Always okay. Sunny in Philadelphia. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. Princess Peach.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Anya Taylor-Joy. Okay. Mm, pretty good. Mario. Now, what does Mario sound like?
0: I'm Mario. It's-a me, I'm a... Let's a me i am a let us go. Now... let us go. Eat some my pizza.
2: Can you do that for a full-length animated film?
0: Uh, pff, uh, I guess you could.
2: Maybe. It might get annoying. It might get annoying, challenging. So... So... I don't need Mario to sound exactly like that in the movie. No. But the voice of Mario in the movie is being provided by Chris Pratt. Oh. Now, pe- not
0: the best Chris.
2: Since, no, since <laughs> he was announced as the voice of Mario, the reaction has been mixed.
0: Hmm.
2: Not from me, the reaction for me has been exclusively neg- negative. <laughs> overall the reaction is mixed i think some people are fine with it but people have been pretty eager to hear his voice and what he's going to sound like is he going to do an italian accent because if you hire chris pratt you're hiring him because of his star power now my argument is this is mario he doesn't need you don't need to sell mario on the basis of somebody else's voice being famous it's mario we all know mario We're all good mates with Mario already. We don't need to be convinced to go and see a Mario Brothers movie. He's Mario. More people in the world recognise Mario than Chris Pratt, I am going to go out and say, right? So, Mm -hmm. therefore, you could just hire a voice actor who can do a voice and maybe do a good Mario voice of some description. Instead, they've hired Chris Pratt. And people were like, what's his voice going to sound like? And he said... This is a quote from Tim, from Chris Pratt from a while ago. I'm not going to be wearing a plumber suit running all over. Obviously not. We know it's a cartoon. Chris, I'm providing a voice for an animated character, and and I want you to have. I want you to have this quote in your head when you hear his voice in the trailer. It is. Okay, I'm closing it, my eyes. It is updated, and unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world before. Oh no. Mm. And uh, off the back of that. Also, when you hear his voice, I just want you to think of Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers.
0: Okay. Okay. Oh, no. Right. Are you
2: ready to watch this trailer?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm very excited about it. Also,
2: don't forget that Jack Black is playing Bowser. You're going to hear Bowser's voice first, and I have positive feelings about that. I think Jack Black's actually doing a, a performance as Bowser, which is interesting. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, go.
0: Okay. Ooh, so there's some meteors. Burning, or maybe it's lava. Yeah. Just like going plop plop.
2: On an icy landscape.
0: Icy landscape, and there's Bowser as a rock. Sure. Um, It's being tragic. It's (laughs) destroying everything. And who is this? Ah, Cooper, the king of the Coopers. Mm. Is Bowser king of the Coopers? Yeah, in,
2: in Japan it's called King Cooper. But in ah, yeah, English yes it's called Bowser, yeah.
0: Okay. So the Coopers are scared. It looks pretty cool, too. The, the graphic yeah? is very good. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And there's some penguins. The king of the penguins is attacking the penguins. They're quite cute, actually. And they're tucking Bowser. <laughs> they're t- it's a good gag. <laughs> that's a good gag, yeah. They're attacking Bowser with that some uh, snowballs.
1: Do you yield?
0: I like that voice of the King Penguin.
2: <laughs> I do not.
0: Uh, yeah. that, uh, that's Chuck Black. Yeah. I like it. I do not.
2: Yeah, it's good, right? It's a good...
0: Yeah, that's very good. Very, like, theatrical. I think that's how it's supposed to be, Bowser. Also, because it's like. Okay, now we have Mario.
2: Hmm. I'm not crazy about the way his face looks, but.
0: He's a bit too cute, isn't he? And
2: people are also upset about his flat little bottom.
0: Okay. What is this place? Huh? Do not catch that mushroom, you'll die! (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Oh Toad is cute. Who's Toad again? Mushroom
2: Kingdom, here
1: we come. Keegan-Michael Key. What?
2: That's the trailer.
0: It doesn't say Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. So it doesn't.
2: It's just Chris Pratt doing his. It's voice. It's just
0: Chris Pratt doing his voice. Yep.
2: But also, somebody has animated Linda Belcher be saying it, and it sounds like he's doing a, an impression of Linda Belcher, which I think is not intentional. But it's.
0: I guess they're still in time to change the the actor,
2: aren't mm, they? I don't think they will though. They like they announced this with a. They did a sort of big live stream thing where they cool. interviewed Jack Black and Chris Pratt, and Chris Pratt. Was. Talking about how his life's ambition has always been to be Mario and how much he loves Mario, I don't believe him oh.
0: great um what do you think i i like I like how it looks
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh i what i I like Bowser's voice and I quite like toad's voice mm-hmm. i i don't i like Mario is just chris Pratt, so mm. it's I'm a bit confused
2: aren't we maybe, all?
0: maybe Mario is not going to have an accent this time.
2: Well, it sounds, if you, if, you, if you listen to it again and again and again like I have, he is doing a bit of a Brooklyn, New York accent. Ah. And some people will tell you that Mario is from Brooklyn. Okay. But he's not, because Mario doesn't sound like he's in Brooklyn. Mario sounds like he's from an, a, a, a cart- cartoona version of Italia. Hmm hmm that's not well, what people we'll see. From Brooklyn it like.
0: might be fantastic mm. you never know we're just being haters no <laughs> no
2: no no because like also you like you can listen to like i mean bowser doesn't have like a set voice that people recognize to be fair but like jack black doesn't just sound like jack black he's doing something he's doing yeah. a performance like you can tell it's jack black but he's not just doing his normal thing <laughs>
0: If you hadn't told me it was Jack Black, it would have taken yeah, me a while. I think
2: you need to be told.
0: Yeah. And I think that's that's the beauty of being good at voiceovers.
2: Mm, just, yeah. Jack, like, yeah, Jack Black. Yeah. But, like, Chris Pratt, the thing, like, Chris Pratt did the Lego movies, which were huge. But, again, it's just his voice in those movies. He's not doing a voice performance. He's just
1: mm.
2: Chris Pratt. This is Mario. This is Mario. <laughs> This
0: is Mario.
2: He's he's Mario. He doesn't, he's not any, he can't, I don't like the idea that anyone is Mario. Mario just is Mario and it shouldn't be.
1: Mm.
2: I don't want to see Chris Pratt dressed up as Mario on some red carpet one day. He's not Mario. Mario is Mario. Mm. Leave me alone, Chris Pratt. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Are, Are you, do you think, are you looking forward to seeing it?
2: I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it will be okay. a well-made, entertaining mm. movie. I just really, really wish that almost literally anyone else was doing the voice.
0: Yeah, but I think they could have got much better people to do uh voiceover.
2: Yeah, but Keegan Michael Key, he's doing a performance in that bit. Sounds great.
0: Because the thing is, like Chris Pratt, although he's loved, he's not a great actor.
2: No, not in my view.
0: And uh, what? You know, you know what the what's the name of the guy that does Toad? I can never say his name.
2: Keegan Michael Kay.
0: Yeah, he's a comedian, isn't he? So he yeah. can like actually like do different things and different voices, and and that was really good for Toad. Mm. And same for Jack Black, and also Jack Black is a musician, and he's kind of like kind of theatrical. Yeah. Whilst Chris Pratt is just Chris Pratt. Mm. He's Star Lord. You know, that's he'll always be that, and I don't think he'll. Ever get away from being that kind of character? Yeah, and so getting somebody that is so uh, not versatile to be a voice actor mm. is really like a bad move.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, but the the annoying thing is, I think the rest of, like Charlie Day would maybe almost be my dream casting for Luigi. I think he's got the exact right yeah. energy for that. Yeah, Seth Rogen similar similar issues with Chris Pratt in a way, but I think Seth Rogen's voice will fit. Donkey Kong quite yeah, well. Yeah, like so, Seth yeah. Rogen sounds like a kind of a big, big gorilla, I guess. Um, <laughs>
0: That's what you're going to say, a donkey. I don't <laughs> no. know
2: <why. laughs> No, not a donkey. Yeah. Um, and Anya Taylor-Joy is just, in, uh, you know, she's an incredible yes, actress. I'm, I'm certain she'll do a good job as Princess Peach. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. Anyway, got one more trailer to show you. This one okay. looks more positive. Hopefully we can both just be excited about this.
0: Okay.
2: Let me know what when you're ready with it and what it is.
0: Okay. Oh, so George has sent me the trailer for The White Lotus Season 2. Uh, which starts it's... like the end of
2: this month. Like it's out very soon. Oh my soon. goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so
0: excited. We might have to do another special on it.
2: Oh, maybe. Definitely. Do you know when, do you know where this one is set? Greece? No.
0: Um, Europe somewhere, no? Yes. Uh Italy.
2: Yeah
0: Yeah.
2: Um with an almost entirely new cast. So let's see what you think Good. of this. Fantastic. Are you ready to go? Yes. Okay. Three, two, one, go.
0: Okay. We're in Whenever Italy. I a Lotus, oh. I have a Jennifer Coolidge is voice. in it.
2: Yes, please.
0: We needed her. Oh! That's, is that Sofia Coppola?
2: Oh, I'm not sure. I don't think <laughs> so. Like you guys are here to learn
0: about your Sicilian roots. Okay. Sounds like a fun boys trip. Oh. it's supposed to be a boys trip. We're on a family vacation right now, and it's just the three of us. Because all the women in our Okay, there's <laughs> some a lot of actors that Please I know, but I don't know their names. So you can tell me their names.
2: Well, you've got Christopher from The Sopranos. Aubrey Plaza just popped up. He was in Kirihaji. Oh. Oh.
0: Yes, he was in Giriagi. And then there's her. What's her name? Aubrey Plaza. I can't speak, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just gonna watch. It just looks amazing. And they're drinking APRO spritz. Uh,
2: Of course they are. Uh, I can't remember his name. Uh,
0: You speak and I will
2: listen and I watch this. I'm so annoyed at myself. What's it called?
1: I'm going inform you that my good friends here, they're going to be visiting me this week. coming Oh, the...
0: no, it's not Sofia Coppola. She's an Italian actress. That looks like Sofia Coppola. Oh, he's having an affair with people.
2: Well, I do having an affair. I think he's just a being a dirty man.
1: not like she's going to be in our bed and stuff.
2: Going on with Greg. Oh,
0: Greg. Greg is Brian's there.
2: Bullshit. Greg's back. They're married now. He's an wow. I've seen a lot of guys who are like, make all this money and they just start acting Oh,
0: different. I like he's it because it's different. Yeah. yeah. Even the direction, even the like... Everything is different about it. Yeah, because
2: you're in Italy now, not Hawaii. It's got a different vibe. Oh.
0: A man does what he has to do, but you keep it tight.
2: He's from uh, Amadeus, what's his name?
0: Yeah, Amadeus, yeah, I can't remember his name. What happened last night?
2: Just been a series of very bad decisions. we have had very bad decisions. That's Murray Abraham. Abraham.
0: Yes, thank you.
2: best thing about luck is what can always change.
1: Italy's just so romantic.
0: You're going to die. They're going to have to drag you out of here. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. That looks amazing. Yeah,
2: and also not much in that trailer, but Tom Hollander, who's one of my favorite British actors, is uh, is is in it as well. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Uh, and I love the fact that it's so different. Like they completely, like it's a white lotus, but it's a different setting, so different lighting, different kind of, uh, everything. Jennifer yeah. Coolidge is different. Yeah. And, oh, I excited. But it's still
2: rich people being awful and that's what that's what we come to the white
0: lotus for i love it rich people being awful
2: being just horrendous people so yeah yeah, um i am pretty excited about about the white lotus season two it's coming out in the uk at least at the end of october so hopefully you'll be able to watch it uh as well and we can talk about it and i talk about our feelings on it
0: and that actor from Ghibli, he's he was really good in Ghibli, and I'm excited to see him in
2: more. He's a British actor. He's obviously yeah, he's he's of b- Japanese descent, but he's a British actor. Yeah,
0: he's, I think he's half, uh, English, half Japanese.
2: Mm. He um, directed a movie that I absolutely hated last year. So <laughs> hopefully, what's the movie called? It's called The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne. Uh, it's okay. a British movie starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Claire Foy. And I don't think I talked about that on this podcast because I absolutely detested it. Um, no. But he seems like a great actor.
0: Yeah, he's really good. He was and... really good in Giriagi and a uh, really interesting character in it. Probably my favourite. That's cool. But then he does something awful in the last...
2: <laughs> so, do, you know, uh, so do they all, you said.
0: The last two episodes. Like, why... Why? Oh, and then it disappears. It was great.
2: Well, hopefully, the White Lotus season two doesn't go down the same. I'm
0: excited. (sighs) Sorry, I didn't say much. It was just too good.
2: (laughs) Um. Right, is it homework time? It is homework time. Sit down at the back, and be quiet, and get out your book because it's time to discuss your homework.
0: No. Okay, homework time. Yes. So last week was free homework because we both have watched and loved Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. you told me to watch uh, the animated series Harley Quinn.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: Starring Katie Cuoco as Harley Quinn, Lake Bell as Poison Ivy, Alan Tudyk as Clayface, uh. Ron Funches as King Shark. You're right. I love that character. it's so dumb.
1: Which one, King uh, Shark or Clayface? King Fitch?
2: Shark. <laughs>
0: um, and lots of other really great voice actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've managed to watch four episodes of cool. it. Who does the Joker's uh, voice? Oh,
2: I don't know, actually, who does the Joker's voice. Doesn't really matter, really. No. Um, He's such stupid Joker.
0: Yeah. Oh, Jim Rash as the Riddler.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, You know, there's lots of, like, great voices in here. Uh, Ah, J.B. Smooth as Frank the Plant.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very good. Oh, Alan Tudyk plays Joker. Alan Tudyk plays loads of characters in this.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's the series. The series focuses on uh, Harley Quinn that has just been in episode one, has kind of been dumped by uh, the Joker after a heist. Is there a heist? No, um, crime. Yeah,
2: they're, they're robbing and, a bunch of rich people on a. Yeah. Boat
0: and yacht. she, in the first episode, she. Uh, thinks that he's going to uh save her uh, from arkham, but uh poison Ivy just keeps telling her that he's not gonna come and uh and so she then realizes in the first few episodes that he's kind of abusive to her and she's going on her own and she's trying to make a new team uh with the different characters and one of them is King shark who i <laughs> Adore Clayface. I don't know why I really like King Shark because it's like when he arrives, he's just really sweet. But then he sees a little bit of blood and it just goes crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and uh, yeah, and it's just her just doing crime and uh, being a potty mouth. I you did not tell me, or <laughs> I don't know if I didn't register, but the amount of swearing in this animated series is incredible yeah and I love it (laughs) I absolutely love the fact that it's so sweary and so adult and it's just it's so good I'm I've only watched four episodes of the first season and I'm really really enjoying it Kaylee Cuoco as Harley Quinn is perfect yeah she's she's amazing right yeah she's screechy and she's like you know just like petulant child that wants to be like the the best uh villain and stuff and um the villains live in this world that they have they go to bar mitzvah but miss bar mitzvahs and they're just like they are in gangs and you know they they don't condone other gang it's amazing i really really enjoy it and um it's just i just every time they swear because it's an american series yeah i'm like how is this allowed?
2: Because it's on HBO.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's just so good. And I love the animation. I think it's great. It's colourful. It's entertaining. It's funny. Uh, You know, Halloween is in an abusive relationship, which you don't really like see in, in, in animated series, really. It's yeah. just so adult, but it's an animated series. And I really, really enjoy it. And, um, um, poison ivy lives in this like she lives with poison ivy in this like incredible flat full of plants and there's this plant called. <laughs> I love the plant. He, it's so funny, and they they swear so much. That's a, it just blows my mind. Uh, Frank the plant is really good. It's just a really good series and it's really gory, like when they like break each other's bones and like the bones crack open.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. I I I was not expecting that and i think it's uh, it's great if you if you don't mind swearing if you don't mind uh you know bones being cracked and a petulant go trying to be the best villain then it's a great series yeah and you mentioned DC. the
2: hmm? you mentioned the bar mitzvah episode which yeah. has my favorite like one of the things about it that's so good is that if you're a Batman fan, some of their interpretation, some of the way, like they make they make fun of themselves or they make fun of the world of Batman and the mm. way that they do Bane is one of my favourite things. Oh,
1: yeah! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: yeah, they're just really, really rip it, yeah. rip, riffing on Tom Hardy's yeah. Bane voice in yeah. it and his propensity for blowing things yeah. up is very, very good. Yeah. I'm going to blow up his Bane. That's into.
0: the thing, it just... DC Comics has been so serious, yeah. With its like everything, and I this is such a breath of fresh air.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With um, I know there's been like Birds of Prey and the Suicide Squad, and they were like big funnier. But I didn't really like Birds of Prey very much. I haven't seen the Suicide Squad, but I think this is like a really nice piss take on everything, yeah. and really fun and really well made. Yeah. And so I think it's it's a good it's a good thing. I think maybe yeah. they should concentrate more on animation rather than the films. Well, yeah, I mean
2: since since the Batman animated series in the 90s, they have like consistently produced animated stuff <sighs> that's always yeah. of a fairly high quality, but this in particular, I mean this yeah. is what along with the Batman the Robert Pattinson Batman movie, this is like my favorite thing mm. that DC have done in quite a while.
0: Yeah, cuz the like, the thing is the Batman animated movie, uh, the Batman animated series was so serious though, like that was, yeah, really
2: yeah. Serious. But that's where like Harley Quinn is from, that like that's where Harley mm. Quinn came from. And the outfit she's wearing in episode one of this is, yeah, that. Yeah. And I feel like this, 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 it doesn't exist necessarily in the same world as the animated show, but it kind of yeah. like it uses that as a jumping off point for mm. its own kind of insane universe. Um, yeah, and it's just got so many good, like you haven't mentioned, Dr. Psycho is a very funny, I character. know. <laughs>
0: They're just, they're just like, the characters are like one word, like they're all so bad they yeah. just say, like, but they're so funny.
2: Yeah. It's but they're also really... so well sketched. like as it goes through, they become, they become real people in a way. Like and in, in yeah. particular Poison Ivy, I think is like the secret weapon of the show because she's mm. such a straight woman to Harley Quinn and their yeah. relationship and the way it grows and matures, their friendship mm. and stuff is, is great. And Poison Ivy is really, really good um as is kite man but kite man is very funny
0: <laughs> yeah when they go to the flat and he just gets naked yeah it's <laughs> um, <laughs> so silly um yeah so i i think um yeah it's a it's a good very good recommendation really good. really fun watch
2: definitely keep and, watching it it gets it gets yeah. better and better like the second season i'm halfway through the second season now and it's better than the first season Okay. Um, and introduces like Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, turns up in season two. Like they start mm. bringing in more and more, and like it's serialized. It's not like each episode isn't its own thing. Like it, it has a story that goes through mm. it. Like got the way Gotham is at the end of season one is 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 a million miles from how it is at the start of season one. Like okay. the world changes and the characters mm. react to those changes. Okay. And season two therefore has a really different feel from season one. Um, it's great. It's very, very, very good. Yeah. Good.
0: Yeah. Very good recommendation. I'm Thank glad I'm watching it.
2: Thank you. I'm glad. That's
0: why I haven't watched much more, more of the stuff. This year. It's just <laughs> like, oh, I want to watch this. That's fair. Um, cool.
2: Cool indeed.
0: <laughs> you had to watch something interesting from Italy.
2: Yeah, I had to watch um, Fortune Seller. A TV scam? Is that what it's called?
0: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Um... Which tells the story of, yeah, fortune teller, TV scam, tells the story of Wanna, Vanna? Vanna. Vanna Marchi. Marchi. Vanna Marchi, a TV TV saleswoman, Mm -hmm. uh, and her daughter, Stefania Marchi.
0: Yeah, she had a different surname, but I can't remember, Uh, but yeah, she then changed her name.
2: name. Um, Yeah. Two two women who uh, became enormously successful TV shopping sales women in the eighties, the nineties.
0: Nineties, yeah. The nineties, like I think it's the end of the eighties, beginning of the nineties. And yeah.
2: she's a she's a th- these are people that you knew about already.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because I remember. Um, so as you can see in the, in, have you seen all four episodes?
2: No, I've I've watched one episode so far because it's, ah, okay. it's been a big yeah it's been a long week but i've yeah yeah i'm and gonna keep going
0: the way the way they got found out was through this like um kind of um satire satirical news um program all right and so the the reason so you would like you would like uh chain channels and they would be in the shopping channels which there were loads and then but then when you kind of realized who they were was after this satirical news program found out about their wrongdoings
2: right yeah oh, that's interesting mm. um is tv shopping still a big thing in in italy or is it sort of i guess uh, the internet not, sort of ended a lot of it yeah
0: yeah and i, I guess they like they have like the qvc ones and yeah but i don't think it's as big as it used to be you know
2: it used to be fairly big in the uk we had mm. bid bidup.tv was our yeah. big one and then they 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 when they were at their height they did a sister channel bidup.tv was like they had a product and they'd be selling it for a price and as people mm. bought it the price yeah. of the thing would go up oh. and you would always get it for the cheapest price the price that you were it was at when oh, you were okay, reading yeah. Kind of yeah. and then they they did a second channel called biddown.tv where the price would just keep dropping and then everyone paid mm. the price it ended up as at the lowest i don't know it was a weird it was a weird thing but there were people on there who almost became minor celebrities yeah uh but i don't think to the degree that this um no vanna markey did mm. um
0: what did you think of the guy that can't breathe they're
2: like goes, is he the guy the guy he's like another one of the sales people yeah is he the one that looks... He's got, like, dungarees on and a really squashed face. Yeah. And a beard. Yeah, yeah. He, He's like... He's exactly like Del Boy.
1: Okay. Uh, he's, like, a
2: British... Only if it was a yeah. horse's character. He, he, I thought he was, like, the Italian version of Del Boy. He seemed... <laughs> like, when it shows clips of him actually selling things and he's just screaming directly <laughs> into the camera.
0: Yeah. I used to watch him because I thought it was, he was mesmerising because he was like... And you can have this... Uh, and you can have that... Uh. He's just, like, as, as a kid, he just... channels and you see this guy shouting at you
2: because the other men they interview who are like salespeople all just look like they they wear suits and they're very like (laughs) you know well-polished businessmen and he seems like he's just screaming at the camera about uh, whatever (laughs) he's trying to sell it's funny though it was good yeah enjoyable um so yeah episode one tells a story of uh basically where she came from she grew up as the daughter of farmers and she married a guy when she was quite young who i felt really sorry for until it revealed that he did he, he had like hit her or something yeah not the nicest man in the world no but also married to a monster <laughs> uh, and the episode one features the story of her, his own daughter throwing him out of the house because she sided with uh yeah with vanna yeah. um madness uh they're both interviewed in it despite yeah. being the subjects of the documentary that's about a, a basically true crime in a way yeah. not murder but like they scammed people they yeah. don't care she says in the first episode you can do what you say whatever you want about me i don't care anymore kind yeah of thing. no remorse or guilt no. at all uh they introduced it she introduced the belly melter gel yeah solution she's really horrible about the man that made yeah. the herb stuff for her
1: yeah
2: um and he's very like even today he's like i was very scared of her she was a very scary person <laughs> Because um, he gets interviewed as well. And like she yeah. went to, she basically sold belly melting gel before yeah. it existed. Yeah. And then went to him and told him he had to make it. And he yeah. changed it to be called slimming cream because at mm-hmm. least that's the name of a product you can sell. Yeah. Yeah. And she tried to insist that it be called belly melter. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and then she's like, it's not a scam because so many people bought it. How can it be a scam? It must work. Awful person. She's awful. absolutely awful. Um, she's really, really, truly horrible. Um, yeah. I can't stand it. Also, though, she does the same thing that I notice people in Italy do when I visit you, which they start a lot of stories or sentences by going, listen, <laughs> and, then, and then just say something very banal. <laughs> listen. I was a scam artist. Listen. <laughs> I left my husband because he was bad. It's always, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. There's a lot of that, which I enjoy. Very Italian.
0: <laughs> very Italian.
2: Yeah, or maybe very Bolognese, I don't know. Oh, really maybe, maybe it's <laughs> Bolognese, <Talonan>, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, entertaining it's insane, so isn't far. It? It's quite a hard watch in a way because they just are such awful,
0: Yeah. Reprehensible like say- people. And the, and the stuff they say to the women, to, like, the, the camera.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, their sales technique is to berate people.
0: To, like, abuse them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that worked.
2: Yeah, it's insane. really right. Especially when, I mean, they're not, like, especially the, the, there's this one bit in episode one. I don't like to be horrible about people, but she's such a horrible person. There's a bit in episode one where they're talking about how famous and rich, particularly, the family became. Yeah. And the daughter starts talking about how she was modelling, basically. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She's like,
0: I I don't know if it's because she's not a nice person, but Mm. she's really unpleasant to look at, Mm. even as a young girl.
2: Yeah, she's... yeah. But uh, I'm
0: not sure if it's because she's a nasty person and that kind of, like, puts a preconception.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a... It's sort of a horrible... Like, Roald Dahl... I find some Roald Dahl books hard to read nowadays because it, he he kind of prescribes this idea that, like, if somebody's ugly on the inside, it makes them ugly on the outside, which then on the flip side means that, like, you end up in a world where you have the philosophy of everyone you look at who isn't attractive, you think they're a bad person, mm. which is a horrible way of viewing the world. Uh, yeah. And it isn't true or accurate. But uh, this lady, wow. <laughs> she... Tried some fashion ideas that did not work for her.
0: It didn't. Did not work. Uh, that's the her. kindest
2: way I can describe.
0: I th- I think that's the thing. She made bad fashion choices that yeah. did not work with her, her image, mm. and also she's not a very nice person. Yeah,
2: and also her face. And so it kind
0: best. of like a mixture of stuff that did not really work for her.
2: Yeah, and she has a bad face as well. But... <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um. Yeah, so it's a really interesting insight into a unique bit of Italian culture I think that like yeah. you can you can visit Italy uh it's this thing that I was and it was the nice thing about living in Japan a little bit It's like you can visit a country as a tourist and see what that country wants you to see and see mm. the view of that country that they want but you never get the feeling of what it's like to live in that country and absorb mm. that country on a daily basis. And I think this gives you a bit yes. of an insight into what Italy was like in the nineties on on a dark side. Obviously Italy's an amazing place. You live there, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. like, um, pretty dispiriting that this woman was able to do what she did. Yeah. So because she played
0: on like Italy is an incredibly, um, uh, superstitious country. So for example, People don't do baby showers here because until the baby's born, you yeah. cannot be sure that everything's gonna be okay and there's a massive superstition. I and see. still these days it happens. And and so like at, in the eighties, nineties, there was still a lot of superstition, which there's still now because mm-hmm. you know, uh, apparently when you see when you see, for example, an ambulance, you touch your bre- your left breast and people still do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and uh and uh so they played on that and in in the episodes that, in the next episodes you'll see how superstitious Italians are and the 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 lengths they'll go to stop the bad luck on them
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Madness. Madness. Sure, madness i will yeah. i'll carry on watching it i'm not going to get through it quickly i don't think because it is
0: Oh, it, it gives tough... you sometimes heart palpitations. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but it's it's entertaining. And some of the, mm. the only person, like literally the only person I've interviewed who seems like maybe a nice person is um, there's a woman who was in a car accident, so stopped working for Vanamaki. Yeah. And she is always wearing like a pink jacket. Yeah, like, yeah. She seems yeah. like quite a nice, yeah. normal person who just yeah. got swept up in it a bit. But um, the rest of them yeah Ugh.
0: Ugh. yeah. Ugh. Uh, in the last episode there's the trial and the trial is the one that you go you are heartless bitches yeah I but i can
2: imagine <laughs> awful yeah. absolutely awful yeah. um
0: i would yeah. like for you to tell me what you feel if you can manage to watch more episodes or how you feel about it
2: i will and please let me know what you think of harley quinn if you oh watch
0: definitely more of
2: it Oh will. One hundred percent. Oh, there's some there's some very good episodes. <laughs> um. Yeah. 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 Uh, good, good stuff. There. Homework was successful. Then this week.
0: Yeah. Top
2: five time.
0: Yeah. Top five. Top
2: top top five.
0: Five, four, three, two, one. Our top five. Like uh before we started recording I told George that my top five is extremely boring because hmm. I just just I just couldn't put anybody else in.
2: Yeah, it's all right, it's just an excuse to talk about yeah, a very Bob's good burgers. show. Bob's burgers. Yes. Uh so Bob's burgers hit animated uh adult comedy on Fox, uh, in America. Been running for many seasons now. How many seasons? Let's see. Good lord. Good lordy lordy. How many seasons are there? There are 13. There's going to be wow. the 13th season uh, started on the 25th of September. So, yeah, plenty of it to go mm-hmm. around. Um, follows the antics and lives of the Belcher family, who run a burger restaurant in a seaside town uh, that is never named is to be assumed to be somewhere in Rhode Island or that kind of area Mm. of America. Uh, And um, throughout the 13 seasons, many, many, many other characters have been drawn into the orbit of the Belchers, uh, including uh, Teddy, their handyman.
0: Yeah,
2: I love Teddy. Oh, Mort, the mortician. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Pesto, who uh, runs the Italian restaurant across the street from them, uh, and his children. Uh, Mr. Fishoder, the landlord who owns the Wonder Wharf Pier, his brother, and who else is relevant? The school they work in, Mr. Frond, the counsellor yeah. in the school. Yeah, so many characters. So we're going to do our, similar to last time with Baking Bad Universe, our top five characters. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and we'll see how we go. We'll see yeah. how we go. I think the I think the best characters are obvious, so maybe yeah, we'll have similar lists. But we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, like I, I was looking at all the characters which I love and I was like, but I can't I don't know, I just I I just love the family. They're amazing. And the people that surround them. Yeah. Are like part of the like, you know, satellite against this incredible planet that is Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Um
2: so so who's your number five pick
0: my number five is the middle child
2: gene gene belcher gene belcher musical impresario.
0: gene belcher he is uh he just he just doesn't live in the same world as any other person he follows louise constantly whatever Mm -hmm. louise says he does. He's just Louise's puppet, uh. But he also comes out with some extremely stupid and funny lines that make me laugh a lot. Yeah, I <laughs> he's uh he's uh amazing, and uh, you know he just it's just Gene. He's yeah. funny. He's
2: funny. He's just, yeah. He's very sweet as well, though. I really like the sweetness that you get from Gene yeah and his sort of innocence as well
0: yeah and that's the good thing about the brothers like the the siblings they're just so they're just kind of like always on a mission for something but there's always kind of love between them yeah and uh there's banter and yeah i just love their relationship i think gene Have... is
2: have you seen the episode where Bob takes Gene to a like 3D laser light music spectacular at the observatory? I
0: don't think so.
2: What I really like about that episode and the way it. Impacts on Gene's character is that so Gene gets all excited about this idea of like a three D laser show, rock spectacular. It seems like all mm-hmm. the things Gene would like, and Gene seems yeah. so unfazed by him Bob takes him, and it starts, and Gene gets immediately freaked out by how loud and noisy it is. Yeah, uh, and hates it, and Bob has to take him out oh. uh, because he can't handle it. And it's just such a lovely moment of. I don't know. It it makes Gene feel like a real person, mm. and like he loves music and he loves madness and and anarchy. But he's also a kid at the end of the day, and yeah. like he's he finds this rock concert too loud, and it's just a really sweet, lovely moment. And it, you know, mm. one of the great things, one of the things that works so well about Bob Burgers is, is the um relationships between all the various family members. Yeah. Um and how much they all love and support each other. And yeah, the way Bob supports Gene in the episode is really lovely. And yeah, so Mm -hmm. good pick. I love Jean's great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What was your number five?
2: Uh, my number five is Zeke. Oh I really enjoy Zeke whenever he turns up okay because you think he's going to be like especially early on he seems like the the bully he's like the nelson from the simpsons he's just going to be a horrible bully yeah but as it goes along they've turned him into this like really almost effeminate at times Mm. uh kind of really in touch with himself character who just happens to be like a kind of talk and and talk and look like quite a cliche sort of hillbilly Mm. um he's best friends with Jimmy Jr. And he always calls him j Ju, which really makes me laugh. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. they're always wrestling with each other or something. Mm. And him and Gene have a nice friendship as well. And, yeah, I mm. just, I don't know, I really, really, really find Zeke endearing. I think he's a a good mm. twist on, like, most animated shows feel like if they're set in a school, they'd need to have a bully. And it felt a bit like Bob's Burgers were like, well, we need to have a bully character, so here's Zeke. And then very quickly yeah. they were like, actually, we don't like bullies. We don't want to have bullies. Mm. Let's have let's let's turn him into this sort of thing. And the episode where he's the mad pooper is very funny as well. <laughs> so oh. yeah. Zeke is a good example of what I like about Bob's burgers, I think. Like not quite fitting in into convention and recognising mm. that the world doesn't always fit into convention. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Zeke. What's your number four? Um
0: uh, my number four uh is uh Linda.
2: Oh, Linda Belcher.
0: Yeah. She is insane. She is always positive. Uh she a bit like you can see the gene takes it from her. She loves like music and she sings and she always has she's got like always some kind of positivity and mm. she's always supporting Bob. And uh, she's always good with her kids. Uh, She's just like the ray of sunlight, of sunshine, isn't she? Yeah. And although she could like, she never really gets angry. And it's really, she could get angry for like things, but she doesn't. And she's really supportive of her kids and supportive of her husband. And uh, she's just great. And I love her. And uh yeah, she's a great character.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Mm. Yeah, she's she Linda is 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 very good. And yeah, yeah, I do like how positive she always is she's always like I like it.
0: It's nice. Yeah, it's good it doesn't matter it's just everything and like for example her sister is the worst person in the world but she still can be really nice about her
2: that's a character i really any episodes that really center on her sister are tough to get through for me i find her very 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 difficult
0: but then then she like she's like one of the worst people and but she can you know, even even when like one of really bad characters there, like Linda manages to find like a really yeah. positive like sign to it. You seen the episode
2: where her sister decides she's an artist, but all her yeah. paintings of <laughs> animals bottoms.
0: <laughs> oh, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she found a passion, and I love her. I I love like their their voiceovers. You know, I know they're all men and doing the voice apart from uh, um. Louise, Please, but I think it is really appropriate for the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah it works. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: crazy that Tina's voice actor, his real voice, is the same. He's not putting the <laughs> voice on. Yeah. it's very funny. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good, yeah, good call. Also, mm-hmm. uh, on the on the topic of Linda's sister, uh, I do think that Mister Business is the best name I've ever heard for a cat. <laughs> <Mr. Business. laughs> that's the name of the cat, isn't it? Mr.
1: Business?
2: Yeah, Mr. Business, I'm sure it is. Let me check. Uh... Yeah, Mr. Business. Mr. Business, yeah. Mr. Mr. Jim Business. <laughs> I love Mr. Business. I don't like Gail, but I love Mr. Business. Oh. Uh, the episode where Bob, have you the one, I think it's Thanksgiving and he has to go and pick up Gail from her apartment and she insists on bringing Mr. Business and then the car gets snowed in. <laughs> And Mister Business escapes into the streets, and ah, oh, it's great. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So my number four is uh the Belchers' landlord Calvin Fishoda. Do
0: you like Fishoda? I
2: love Mister Fishoda.
0: Why? Because he's, he's I, so mean.
2: <laughs> I love that he's voiced by Kevin Klein. Yeah. Which is just mad that Kevin Klein does a voice in this show. Like and consistently turns up, doesn't turn up occasionally for a guest, but like he's in is in it quite a lot, yeah. and I love that he's just like again a slight twist on the normal the normal way is that, like Mister Burns in The Simpsons is the rich evil guy, yeah, and he's like actively a supervillain, sort of being horrible, yeah. whereas Calvin Fisherda is just thoughtless. <laughs> he's just his evil comes out of like laziness and ignorance a lot of the time. Um And he's just like, hello, belchers. Yes. Uh, it's just <laughs> his sort of disaffected air that he has about him all the time is very funny. Yeah. The way that like the number of times the belchers have like saved his life or something and he never gives them any like no, any, any fairness on their rent or anything. He's just no. always like horrible. But yeah, I find him very funny. I find the voice performance really funny uh him and his brother are very funny. I really like how much we get of them in the movie. Yeah. Uh the way the movie is kind of modelled after is like kind of focused around them. Uh you get a lot of really good fish content in the film. Um the episode where he wants to raise everyone's rent and then it ends mm. up being a big water balloon fight in his in his grounds is very funny. He's just a good he's just a good character. I mm. like him. And he's yeah, just the way he's like, Hello Hello <laughs> Belchers. <laughs> and, and his Bob's name is Fish like, order? Yeah, yeah, Fish odor, And Bob's always like, Would you like a offers him a burger or something? He's like, Oh god, no, 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 no. He's <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's good, he's good. I love I love Mr. Fish order. So yeah. Mr. Fish Oder's my number four. Who's number three? Uh
0: my number three is the dad of the family,
2: Bob Belcher. He's my number three as well.
0: Yeah. But
2: I've written Bob Burgers. Bob Burgers. No, Bob Burgers. His Bob? name is Bob. Bob Burgers.
0: Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it not Bob Belcher?
2: No, it's Bob Burgers. That's why the restaurant's called Bob Bob Burgers.
0: Oh, is it? I thought. I thought. What? Okay.
2: No, it's it's He's it's stupid. a joke. It's a it's a He's... joke from it's from one of the episodes.
0: <laughs> ah. Sorry.
2: There's an episode where Teddy thinks that Bob's second name.
0: Is ah, Burgers. yeah, yeah. I, sorry, was it? I'm not connecting anything today. I'm it's like...
2: the one with the. It's the one with the robot toilet. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> Bob's like, oh, your name's Mr. Flush, and you're looking for a toilet. And then, but Teddy's like, yeah, your name's Bob Burgers, and you're in a burger restaurant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Bob's like, no, it's not. <laughs> My name's not Bob oh. Burgers. Mm. Anyway, sorry, go on. Why do you like Bob Burgers? Uh
0: Bob Bob is like uh he's like kind of the opposite of Linda. Mm. He's kind of like he always sees the bad side and he's yeah. always kind of like irritated and he he he's always like kind of like uh, mumbling to himself and there's something wrong but he's also as crazy as his family like he's not totally separate from his family so like when he cooks he talks to his ingredients sometimes he's got like a pun he writes puns for his burgers yeah. <laughs> and he's just kind of crazy <laughs> and but like linda he supports his children as much as he can mm-hmm. and um he expects them to work in a restaurant, which is bizarre because they're like kids and they're supposed to work in this restaurant. But he really like lets them be free and do whatever they want because the kids are pretty much free and do whatever they want. Yeah. And uh, he's just always in a pickle. And I think without Linda, he would never, he, he would always be like this lump, but he's just a, an amazing character. And he's so grumpy sometimes. Or... Yeah. Oh, I love I, I love Bob. Yeah,
2: yeah, but the way he talks to his food <laughs> is so funny. And the way he does voices like, oh no, no, oh what what's going on? It's okay. It's okay. You're just gonna get basted a little bit. It's very good. Whenever yeah. he's cooking a turkey in particular, in a fancy. Yeah, Thanksgiving he loves episode. Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Um and yeah, the way he just goes to panic immediately about any scenario is very good. Um, yeah. yeah, I love I love Bob Belcher. I think he's one of the all-time great TV dads.
0: Yeah. I think he's such a, although he's grumpy, like a TV dad, he's also very loving and of his and family. And silly.
2: I love that he is able to be a bit silly, like his, yeah. pun, his puns, <laughs> his daily puns. Yeah. Um And just that he, yeah, he's, he's great. He's really good. Good call. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So that's my number three as well. So who's your number two? Um,
0: My number one, my number two was really hard because I love both these characters. So it was really hard to put my number one, number two. Mm. But I put my number two as the elder child, Tina.
2: Me too. Oh,
0: (laughs) I love Tina. She's so weird. She's like the weirdest. She loves like horses and she's got like the mind of a... 40-year-old of like these like love affairs and every time she thinks about jimmy pesto she's like loves him and you know this kind of like and she's so interestingly weird but she's never judged and so we don't judge her
2: yeah yeah that's what i love so much about the show and Mm. what for me puts it in stark contrast with say family guy yeah, is that in Family Guy the ho- family are always awful to Meg, the yeah. elder daughter, treat her horribly, yeah, and bully her basically,
1: yeah,
2: for for comedy. Whereas in Bob's Burgers, Tina is so weird; mm-hmm. she's obsessed with horses, zombies, yeah. and butts.
1: Yeah, and, <laughs> <Buts>? yet-
2: <laughs> <laughs> and yet they always ev she they support her to a fault. Yeah. With in anything she wants to do any endeavor she has like the one where she's obsessed with like is it my little ponies yeah and bob ends up dressing up as a brony to um <laughs> to try and win back her figure that has been yeah. scammed from her and things like that and just they just they just love her and like two things that my two favorite things about tina are one when she starts panicking she just starts going ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Which is very funny, and yeah. any time she has to run, they animate her run with her arms just straight down at her sides yes. as <laughs> she runs, yes. and it's again very yes. very funny and well observed bit of weirdness that I, I yeah. adore. So yeah, Tina's the best. Oh, Why gosh. do you what? Any other reasons you love Tina?
0: It's just how like she, she's such a kind of horny teenager. Mm. But in the most like childish way possible,
1: yeah.
0: And how like she's so monotone and like her, her expressions and when she like l- looks at something she likes and she says it in the like most monotone thing way yeah. possible. And she's just this quirky and just herself teenager. Oh, is she a teenager? Must be like thirteen or something. Yeah, and she's. Like I assume she's kid. about a teenager. Okay, yeah. this kid, uh, and uh, you know, and she's weird and lovely. I just I feel so much love for her, and uh, yeah,
2: yeah, she's good. She's good. She's very funny. Yeah, I, I I have a lot of time for Tina Belcher. Yeah, she's she's good stuff. Um, and her her continued romantic. An obsession with Jimmy Jr. Jimmy
0: Jr. Pe- yeah, yeah is is madness. And he's, he's so just awful. like completely oblivious. Like, just oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just wants to dance. Yeah.
2: He just wants to dance. Or there's one episode where he's he's obsessed with catching an mm a uh, chicken nugget in his mouth <laughs> that Zeke's gonna oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's ignoring <laughs> Tina completely because of yeah. Very good stuff. Uh, oh, so, so that's. Good. Seen my number two as well. So who's your number one?
0: Ah, uh, my number one is this—the youngest kid, Louise.
2: Louise Belcher. Yeah.
0: Not, I
2: not my number one. So you ah, uh, you can take the floor.
0: I love Louise. I from her voice actor, which I think is perfect. Who it's a uh, Kristen, Kristen Charles. Mm-hmm. I think it's like match made in heaven. She is loud. She's the ringleader. She tells everybody what to do. She's got this like little hat, this like bunny hat. And she's bossy. And I just, I just love her because behind this kind of like facade of being super kind of uh, strong, I think the episode I fell in love with her the most was when uh, these buddies like steal her hat. Mm. and she she you can see that she's not as strong as she 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 is and her hat is like a safety blanket and you see like a side of um louise that is like much more like you know vulnerable and i just love this character she's so crazy and the 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 brother and sisters just follow her around and Mm -hmm. even in the in the in the movie they shows like a little bit of her vulnerability um with and it's just so she's so lovely and so bossy and i could just see myself kind of being her i don't know just like bleh, 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 and just like kind of like but also loving her brother and sister yeah loads like well, being bossy with them but just giving them all the love and i just love her
2: yeah i love i enjoy how the rest of the family are also terrified of it <laughs> Yeah. Whenever they do something that they know is going to upset her, they're like desperate to try and avoid it. When yeah. they accidentally melt her Koopy Kopi night lamp in the oven. Uh. Have you seen that one? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to dry it out and they melt it.
0: And also she just to, live with, she has to like sleep with a night lamps. She's like, oh, yeah. you're so cute.
2: Yeah, she's she's like a, you know, she's a bossy little yeah. girl, but she's really, really vulnerable and scared yeah. of a lot of things. It's really good. And I'd yeah. like every time they bring back that bully character that stole her hat, uh the way they hate each other so much is very funny as well. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, good call on Louise Belcher. Oh, I love Louise. I love Louise so um, much. And I think easily.
0: like her and her and Bob have got an interesting relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of like the different dynamics that like you don't in other animated uh family series like the dynamics are not so um Flexible in a way because, like mm-hmm. you know, sometimes Bob and Louise have a really nice relationship, and you know they they kind of like similar. Like Jean is kind of similar to Linda, in a certain way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In other, in others, you don't really see it. They're like completely detached because their relationship are not are not so well established. And I mm. think that's what I also like about Bob's Burgers.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a good episode where Linda gets really insecure about the fact that Louise clearly seems to like Bob more. Yeah. And she she drags her along to that like mummy daughter counselling <laughs> thing and stuff. It's yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my number one choice is a character who is my favorite Bob's Burgers character by some distance, because every line they have makes me laugh pretty much, and is one of my favorite characters in anything ever, and it is Teddy. Teddy,
0: <laughs> of course, it's Teddy. It's the ab- weirdest character.
2: <laughs> I absolutely adore. Teddy so much. <laughs> he makes me laugh. Like his obsession So Teddy is the handyman who live who, who every single day comes to the um comes to the yeah. restaurant yeah. to um get a burger for dinner and um he's just very 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 weird. Um I, can we do a little my tube. Can I share yeah. with you my favorite Teddy moment ever? Okay. Uh, because it makes me laugh a lot. His voice perfectly... is also His... so
0: bizarre. It's like, hop, 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 hop. yeah.
2: The one, in fact, the one thing that I well, we'll talk about it in more detail. But my main complaint with the movie that we're going to talk about next week is there's not enough Teddy in it. it needs oh, so but
0: the beginning teddy. with Teddy is so much fun when he makes <laughs> the little cut. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and he's got the olives. uh oh. <laughs> He's very good, um, but yeah, he's 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 so scared yeah. of Bob not being his best friend. Yeah, uh, he comes running whenever Bob asks. Yeah, like, there's one where they go to a restaurant that's meant to have a really good burger, mm. and they get there, and Teddy's there as well, and he sees Bob there, and he's so terrified of Bob seeing him eat anyone else's burger that he's de- and he orders a salad to try and avoid the fact that he's ordered the burger as well and he t- he tells he tells the guy the guy ends up bringing the burger to the table and Teddy's like oh I, I didn't order that and he's like yes you did and he's like i i told you to bring it round the back in f- in like 25 minutes And, I'll get-. and he's like yeah I, I didn't want to do that so here. he's just and um, anyway have you got this if you got this youtube yeah. clip if you see what's it called
0: uh this is called teddy in christmas in the car
2: teddy in christmas in the car let's watch a bit of it are you ready yeah okay three two one go
0: Sure thing, Bobby. I was going to watch church on TV, but I can just DVR it. Well, we just need you to turn off the oven. That's all, Teddy. Uh, uh I'm not really much of a cook. <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time in the kitchen, as you probably
2: know. It's not hard, Teddy. You just turn the knob. Whoa, whoa. Slow <laughs> to... Teddy, you just need yeah. to turn the knob to up. No. Um, <laughs> off. Turn the knob to off. I
0: remember this. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh my God! this <laughs> <laughs> is Why isn't yours? You never have one that works for you. Hold on. <laughs> Just go to our house and turn off the oven. Okay. Bob, did you get my Christmas card? Teddy, I gotta go. Bobby, did you get the Christmas card? Not yet. Can't Not wait. Everyone got everyone gone?
2: Hello. There's a bit coming up home? that I, I cried the offense. first time I saw this episode. Mm, it made me it laugh so
1: much. my place smelled this heavy. Bob's really got it all. Oh, oh he's
2: so jealous of he thinks Bob's got Bobby, the best Bobby, life in the world.
1: Hey, there's my Christmas card. I didn't open it. What's he waiting for? Actual Christmas? Hello, cookies. <laughs> I'll accept the tip tree or reindeer. Ah, they probably taste the same, but maybe they don't. Maybe I find out. Who knows? <laughs> I, need some milk. I got it. Here we go. The milk is in the fridge. Okay. <laughs> to reach milk, place your hand through Christmas wrist wreath. That sounds fun. I am. <laughs>
2: okay we can pause it there i guess oh
0: my god it's so much
2: fun so Um. that's the episode where ted bob's asked teddy to go and turn off the oven because they're stuck out longer than they expected getting a christmas tree and teddy goes (laughs) over and ends up trapped in a santa claus trap that louise and jean have made um and the animation when he gets his hand oh caught my. in this thing and he's spinning around on the floor is one of my, combined with the voice performance, one of my favourite oh, th- bits yeah. from anything ever.
0: He's a good character.
2: Yeah, I, I adore Teddy. Mm. I love Teddy so much. Um, so what was your list? Do you want to go run it down?
0: Yes. Uh, my number five is Jean. My number four is Linda. My number three is Bob. My number two is Tina, and my number one,
2: Louise. My number five is Zeke. My number four is uh, Mr. Fish Order. Number three, Bob Burgers. Number two, <laughs> Tina Belcher. And number one, Teddy.
0: Great times.
2: Yeah. Do you remember the episode where Teddy makes him go out on his boat, and he's trying to impress his ex-wife with his boat? I
0: don't remember that
2: one. Oh, it's such a good one. He just keeps oh. driving past the... He keeps she works at this restaurant with her new yeah. husband, and and it's on a dock, and he keeps just driving past, being like, oh, oh, oh and she never pays any attention to it. Oh. It's very, very good, and he ends up crashing the boat and looking like a fool. Um, have you got any honorable mentions?
0: Uh, yes. My number one is Teddy. Uh, my number two is Sergeant Bosco. Mm. I really like him. He's so
2: silly. He's got- He's got a couple of very funny jokes in the yeah. movie as well, which we can yeah,
0: that's why I started liking with him in the movie. Yeah, I really like Gail. Oh gosh, she's so weird. Yeah, she's the just, weirdest one.
2: She's, she's weirder than Teddy.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I just like her. I don't know. There's something about her, and she's such a weird character. And uh, I really like Andy and Ollie.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Um. Pesto, the twins. They're like basically Louise's best friends, and yeah. uh, they're just so silly and ridiculous. I
2: just really like them.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, they are. Uh, Andy and Ollie are very good. One of them voiced by Sarah Silverman, which yeah, doing yeah, I really enjoy. I based um, Sarah
0: Silverman and her sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really remember. hard to like dub them because they're like sometimes they just go off in a rant and they're yeah. often at, on a tangent and they like just like riff yeah. each other off and yeah th- I it's, just really like them
2: yeah they're very good um, so my mentions I've got Louise Belcher who you was yeah. your number one um, she could easily have been on my list but there's just so many good characters uh, Mr Ambrose who's the school librarian voiced ah, by yeah. Billy Eichner uh, yeah. uh, Billy Eichner doing anything makes me laugh when he <laughs> like his, his kind of high energy stuff Um, his character in Parks and Recreation as well was one of my favourites Uh, Speedo Guy
0: yeah, I forgot about speedo guy. <laughs>
2: just like <laughs> just sort of occasionally skates through yeah. the scenes, but he's yeah. always there since the beginning. I love speedo guy, Sergeant Bosco as well. Obviously, regular sized Rudy. Ah, uh, yeah. Who's one of their friends from school? Very funny, and I've also got Andy and Ollie on there because um they are they are exceptionally funny. Mm. Um, there's one where they're trying to hug each other and walk at the same time, and yeah. they're just rolling along the street. Anyway, they're good. <laughs> Okay, so uh, that was our top five. Thank you for listening. And uh, we can, I guess, set some free homework for each yeah. other again. What would you like me to do?
0: Uh, I think you should listen to Rina Sawayama's new album, Hold the Girl.
2: Cool. I will listen to Rina Sawayama's Hold the Girl. Could you please watch uh, The Bear? Okay. Uh, you should no hopefully find it on that. Disney+. Plus. It seems to be...
0: Yeah, I checked while you right, were talking cool. about it. I wanted to All see right. if I, we had it, so yeah.
2: Good stuff. that would be exciting. I'll have finished it by then as well. Um, so, Alex, if yes. you're going to recommend something to people from this week, what would you recommend that they do?
0: I definitely would recommend people to uh, listen to Rina Sawayama, Hold the Girl. Nice. And then after listening to it, read the Pitchfork uh, uh, review and laugh at that horrible review. <laughs> Good. And the bitterness of that review. And uh, watch uh, Heartstopper on Netflix. Even if you're an adult, you might learn something new.
2: Yeah. I yeah. Good calls. Uh I would recommend that people watch um Tim and Eric's bedtime stories, I think, is really very, very good um horror weird, strange horror stuff but not a scary horror just unsettling horror like you could watch it mm. and be okay with it. it okay it's just very well observed weirdness um in particular i recommend people go and search out the episode tornado mm. um that is a very great 20 minutes <laughs> um and i also would recommend the bear okay it's it's fun it's phenomenal cool um yeah uh nice. next time Next time, we will be doing um, the Bob's Burgers movie.
0: Yeah! We've
2: watched it. We're going we're gonna to talk about it, review it, say what we liked about it, and uh, celebrate Bob's Burgers a little bit more because it is very, very good. And uh, we can't wait for you to join us then. Obviously, like we said up top, rate and review us, please, and uh, please. get in touch with your own lists and recommendations. And we, we can't wait to hear from you. Love you so much. Bye.
0: Thank Bye. you!
1: Bye!